For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not the smartest guy. I don't purport myself to be. And I thought, Kahari Jones, here's my take on this firing. I don't like it. I've been around Danny Machocha a long time, and I like Danny Machocha. Smiling, nice guy. But what does John Lynch say? Nice guys run the Kinsman Club. I'm not sure this was a good move for the Montreal Alouettes. And when you see players go to social media to poo-poo a move like this, it tells you that this was probably not a good decision. The players know. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Howdy, Canada. Welcome to the RP Show and our sports fans and viewers in the United States. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday here on the old RP Show, but all heck has broken loose in the National Hockey League on day two of the draft as well, so we're not going to be just talking football. Uh, let's bring our lovely and talented co-host Darren Moose DuPont into the program. He is in the Alberta capital, if uh, you don't mind me saying, Moose. Uh, Edmonton, it's a, not as sunny from what I understand up there in the former city of champions as it is down here in Calgary where I'm frying already, but loving life at Cody Snyder's Bull Bustin' for the final day of the week. No, it's it, it's okay. There's some partial cloud cover, but that storm that rolled through that everybody saw on television last night, that's past, and it uh, should be a great weekend. And it's going to be a fantastic show today. Our guests are Cody Snyder, world champion bull rider, although I haven't heard from Cody. I'm sure he's going to be here. He's lined up in our next segment. Justin Dung from 3downnation.com, and also Tori Gurley, our NFL insider. Now, we're not on Game Plus television today, I'm told, because of system outages across Ontario due to Rogers Communications, and that might affect Justin Dunk's appearance with us an hour, too. So out here in Western Canada, Moose, we're fine. So hang with me. I may need you for the whole two hours. Who knows? But as George Strait sings, honey, let's get down to it. Jordan, can you hit the quick six show horn, please? And thank you. All right. Uh, we're going to start with football, and then we'll get into the hockey. Peyton Logan. This is our first point. Scored two touchdowns, including one on a 122-yard missed field goal return to lead the Calgary Stampeders past the Edmonton Elks 49-6 last night at Commonwealth Stadium. Calgary improved to 4-0 and is 19-2 coming off a bye week since 2008. The Elks dropped to 1-4. They haven't won at Commonwealth Stadium since beating the BC Lions in October 2019. I think that it's 10 straight losses at home. Darren, uh, you and I were there, and quite frankly, we had a fantastic night. I'll just get my story out of the way we rolled into commonwealth first guy we see is the commissioner randy ambrosi you had a slight problem with the fact that he was checking his phone in the parking lot and he was alone he didn't have a big entourage about with him i like that about randy because he's not fancy i'm not fancy he posed for a photo we had a brief chat we go into the stadium wang first guy we see president victor Kui. he's standing at the top of the ramps greeting fans on the concourse i'm like victor what are you doing out here he's like waiting for you 
right? And then we roll into the press box, and oh, it's all great. And then the game's not that great. It was 3-3 after the first quarter. Around halftime, a storm rolls in, and we left. I dropped Darren off at his location in Edmonton, and I shot back to Calgary. I was home almost by the time the game ended, to be honest with you. The game wasn't that good. Calgary Stampeders, veteran team, not rattled by the power outage or whatever, the storm, and they just rolled, and the Elks got... There's there's more elephants in the room with the Edmonton Elks than elephants at the Calgary Zoo. Uh, Number one, the attendance was terrible. They announced 21,023. There might have been 9,000 there. They went through three quarterbacks, and I don't think they have any idea who would start their next game. Where is Deron Carter? Where's Deron? Like I say, if Deron's not playing, I'm not sure I even want to watch. Uh, Nobody knows what his status is. He's not doing any interviews. There's a lot of problems with the Edmonton Elks. My question to you, Moose, what should the Elks be more concerned about? The pathetic attendance last night or their pathetic showing against the Calgary Stampeders? I think probably the first area of concern would be the product on the field. You know, you talk to, and and we've said this a a bunch of times, is, you know, winning is your best marketing tool. So if you can start winning football games and putting a competitive product on the field, that's going to be your fastest way to turn around the attendance. You can have all the concerts, you can have all the fan engagement activities, but if the team loses every week, that's not a lot of fun to show up to. So that's a concern for me. and, And for me, you know, the quarterbacks, I mean, they barely had a second to breathe last night. I mean, they were under pressure all night long. So to me, it starts with the protection, um, and that's where they need to clean things up. Okay, fair. Well, the thing is, you're right about the winning. They've lost 10 straight at home. Victor Kui can only do so much, and Chris Jones is trying. Yeah. They've inherited the Titanic. They're trying to raise the Titanic off the floor of the ocean. It's going to take a while. Now, I get the losing part. And if that, because I heard Thursday night game's not good, the forecast was bad, the tickets cost too much, which is, eh, that's a lie. You can get seasons for $100 in Edmonton, but still, I heard every excuse in the book, but that's fine. I drove from Calgary because I didn't want to miss it, and I had a great time. But I was also indoors and I didn't get wet, so I'm not looking down my nose at anybody. But I can say this, if you're a winning team in the CFL and you're not selling tickets, what's the excuse going to be then? Because they're not drawing either. So Edmonton can say we've been sucky forever since Jones left left the first time, and I got time for that. But uh, that's our take on point one from last night. By the way, our CFL coverage is for Edo Japan. From hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce, Edo Japan's menu has something for everyone. You were with me the other day when we went there. I had to go get more teriyaki sauce because it was just so good once it hit my lips. How about this? Breaking news, point two, out of the National Hockey League. <laughs> That's the one thing that I don't necessarily like about the draft. It's just, whoo, it's like curling, man. They start first thing in the morning and just go all day. It's hard to keep up with. The NHL goalie market continued to solidify at the draft this morning. The Detroit Red Wings got things started when they acquired pending unrestricted free agent Billy Huso from the St. Louis Blues for the 73rd pick. The pending UFA subsequently signed a three-year contract extension. So Billy Huso going to Detroit. The New Jersey Devils then got into the action shortly thereafter when they acquired Vitek Vanasak from the Washington Capitals for two picks, number 37 and 70. The trades came after a series of moves on the crease. Uh, in the crease before and during Thursday's first round of the draft. The Minnesota Wild re-signed Marc-Andre Fleury to a two-year extension worth $7 million. And the Avalanches, we know, 
Last night acquired goalie Alexander Gorgiev from the Rangers for three picks. Last night's round one move seems like such old news. And to the guy that told me that the Vegas Golden Knights were going to sign the flower to a one-year deal, we need to have a talk. It didn't happen. The flower's going back to Minnesota, and and it just looks like that bridge is so irreparably burnt between the Golden Knights and Marc-Andre Fleury. It makes my heart cry because it's my favorite team, and I love them as a goalie, and it just tells you that some bridges can't be mended. Now I'm going to move on. That was point 2A. 2B, a night to remember for Slovakian hockey at the NHL draft in Montreal. Forward Yure Slavkovsky went first overall to the Montreal Canadiens before the New Jersey Devils selected defenseman Simon, uh, Simon Nemec with the second pick. The, that was the f- two highest Slovaks ever taken in the NHL draft. Kingston star Shane Wright went in the first round of the NHL draft, but not where many figured, nor clearly where he wanted. He was projected to go number one overall. He went fourth to Seattle. You and I were listening to it. I've seen all the coverage. He doesn't look too happy, Moose. Then he slipped to number four to the Seattle Kraken. What what was your read on uh, night one, uh, round one of the NHL draft? Yeah, you know, it, it felt like that movie with Kevin Costner, draft day. You know, he just kept falling, and you wondered, how long is he going to fall? And then you probably, you started wondering what's going on behind the scenes, right? The phones are ringing. What's wrong with this guy? Why didn't you take him? And, the, you know, you don't know what to do. And I said to you in the cars, we're listening to this on, on NHL radio. I said, I would be trading out of that spot if I was in the top five. Let somebody else make a mistake. I would take a draft pick. I would find an asset, and I would trade out of the, out of the pick. And you're right. Shane Wright looked upset, and... You know, now he's got a choice. Like, he can either, you know, prove everybody right and, you know, not be, you know, the best player to come out of this draft, or he can get his butt to work and continue to, you know, evolve his game and and prove everybody wrong and be the best player to come out of the draft. But, uh, you know, I think if you're Seattle and Ron Francis, I think you're happy because you got a pretty good player at number four. Well, yes, but how about his attitude? Uh, they, they were talking about it on Sportsnet. I assume mm-hmm. they were talking about it on TSN as well, that he gunned the Montreal bench as he went up on stage to accept his jersey and hat from the Kraken. And I'm like, if that's true, if Shane Wright is going to gun the Montreal Canadiens and their 24 Stanley Cups, you're not playing on my team. I respect not, that, you know, um, not not him gunning down. By me or days, him? By opinion. me or by, by no, me or by him? Your, <laughs> no, I respect your opinion that you know you don't want that guy in your team. And and I mentioned it to you. And I don't again. I don't know Shane Wright and the kind of guy he is. But you're seeing these things. Him being upset, looking upset at the draft. I mean, it was all he could do was you know just to clap for the other players and and the disappointment really got to him and. It, it wasn't a good look, and you know he's an exceptional player. Was granted exceptional status in the OHL. He's been leaders on Team Canada's. He's had you know the captaincy at the under 18s at the World Juniors. Like he's been a, a leader there. But to me, it feels like this started falling for him when Connor Bedard came onto the scene. Shane Wright's supposed to be the exceptional player, year older, a draft class early. But when Connor Bedard showed up at the under 18s and then at the World Juniors and overshadowed Shane Wright. I think it put a lot of doubt into, into the scouts' minds. I've been at drafts for close to 20 years, and um, I've seen guys that I personally know that played for the teams that I was with refuse to put on the team's jersey because he fell so far that he wouldn't wear it. <laughs> and by the way, he didn't go on to a very long NHL career. So 
Not a lot of humility shown by Shane Wright. If it's true that he gunned the Montreal Canadiens bench, I would like to think that that's not the case. If it was, I wouldn't want him on my team. Um, point three, as if the Stanley Cup wasn't enough, Joe Sackick of the Colorado Avalanche captured the Jim Gregory GM of the Year award last night. That's not a surprise to anybody. Point four, Dylan Moore, Eugenio Suarez, and Cal Raleigh all homered as the Seattle Mariners defeated the Toronto Blue Jays 8-3. Marco Gonzalez allowed two runs while pitching into the seventh to earn the win. So the Jays are in a funk. They're back at it tonight. I believe it's 8.07 Mountain first pitch at Seattle. For the love of burritos, uh, by the way, uh, check out Taco Time today. Moose and I did it in Lacombe, Alberta. It was so fantastic. They even made you a meal to order. Moose says, I'm trying to cut down the gluten. Can you leave the burrito wrap and just put it in a bowl? And she's like, whatever you need. That's how they treat you in Lacombe, Alberta, the home of Joey Bouvier. Um... Cody Snyder's here, world champion bull rider. So he's going to be with us in the next segment. That means we need to speed things up with you, Moose. We have a new partnership and a new contest to announce here today, and I'm very excited about it today. Edmonton is hosting the world this summer. The World Juniors are back from August 9th to the 20th. You can get your tickets today, or better yet, even get them through the Rod Peterson Show. Be there to see the next generation of international hockey stars and hear the roar of the hometown crowd. The World Juniors return to Edmonton at Rogers Place August 9th to the 20th. Purchase your tickets today, and we have a contest. You guys are throwing up the logo there. I should have told you that it was coming up, and I apologize. Yes, you're going to be hearing a lot about the World Junior Hockey Championship in Edmonton daily here. On the RP show, if we can bring the moose back in, you've been uh, dealing with them far more than I have, Darren, over the past few weeks. So we got a very exciting contest here for our viewers and hockey fans that don't necessarily need to be in Canada. You could be watching from anywhere, get the tickets, and come to Edmonton for the tournament next month. Yeah, absolutely. It is exciting. And, you know, we know that there's this controversy around Hockey Canada and what's gone on in the investigation, but this is still a very exciting event. And Canada is just one of the teams part of the World Juniors. There's a lot of countries that are gonna be there. So, you know, as much as, you know, that's in the news, it's important, you know, for the Americans and, and, you know, the Czechs and the Swedes and the Slovaks and the Finns who are all gonna be at this event. So, you know, we're still gonna, you know, help support the event and uh, an opportunity to win some tickets and possibly even get yourself into a suite for one of the big games. Are we going to do our first contest today? Are we dropping it today, or are we waiting it'll, till Monday? It'll, yeah, it'll start on Monday. Okay, so we're, we're not asking you to do it now, but we will be asking you to text World Juniors to our text line to be entered to win free tickets. Last point, we've got, we got three minutes for it. Point six, Friday Night Football in the Canadian Football League. It is the Ottawa Red Blacks at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Saskatchewan's favored by seven. Did you say you were taking the deal or not the deal? Are you taking the bet, Riders by seven, from betregal.ca? No. Ottawa will cover. But who will win the game in your mind? I think the Riders will win, but I think it'll be more like a field goal. I think it's going to be a really entertaining football game. Moose is saying Riders by less than seven. I'll take the same. Um, talking to John Frenzy yesterday, the Hall of Fame Rough Rider broadcaster, he said this is a trap game for Saskatchewan, a trap game. They better not take their eye off the ball or they're going to lose to Ottawa at Mosaic Stadium tonight. I put that on my personal Instagram and people are writing in going, well, riders are banged up, riders are banged up. Newsflash, everybody, everybody's banged up. 
And that is the poll question today for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center with dealerships all across the prairies. Do you accept injuries as an excuse? And to go one step further, do you accept injuries as an excuse for your team's losses? And the last I looked on YouTube, and Clark, you can update it to me if you want, but I heard it was 50-50. <laughs> it was 50-50. Yeah, he's saying it's still 50-50. So, Darren, you can, you can slice it a lot of different ways. I said here, for, from the way I relate it to our show, if we don't have Jordan, our show suffers. Apologies to the backups, but Jordan is the Tom Brady of directors. So I, if we don't have the best show, we'll say, well, Jordan's not, wasn't there. Viewers go, so we don't care. I, yeah. Right? Go I ahead. I can go along with that. I can. Because you look at last night's game with with Edmonton, and I thought, you know, it was 3-3. Three, three. They're, they're kind of hanging in there. And Trey Ford was just getting going. He scrambled, made the deep pass, and the next play... Knocked out. They were knocking at the door. They never recovered the rest of the night. So, yeah, if Trey Ford stays in the game, I don't know that they beat Calgary, but at least they have a chance. And so they were on their heels after you, that. So You accept, you are a yes, you accept injuries as an excuse for, for a loss. Yes. Okay, I'm a no. Perfect. Moose, stick by your phone. We may see you in an hour or two. You got it. World champion bull rider Cody Snyder joins us next live here at the podium. We're at his bull busting event. It's the final day tonight at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. It is a football Friday and on the way, Justin Dunk and Tori Gurley. No Game Plus TV today because of power outages across Ontario. But we are on YouTube. Start spreading the news. And also, you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, and we are underway. Episode number 795 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show, Game Plus TV, and also live streaming on YouTube. There is a look. You saw the fire. Maybe you didn't see the fireworks going off last night, but it was quite a spectacle as the Calgary Stampede is underway. But the kickoff to it, I'm, I'm not sure if it's the official kickoff. Can we call it the unofficial kickoff? Is Cody Snyder's bull busting. And the world champion bull rider joins us here right outside the arena at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Cody, thanks for coming on, man. You are smiling like a butcher's dog. What a what a great week it's been. Yeah, it sure has, Rod. It's been uh, fantastic. You know, the lead up to this thing, we'd, uh, you know, we've never never been more than three days in, in all the 20 plus years we've been doing this event. And we added an extra day and we're four days and we're totally sold out. You can't get a ticket. It's uh, it's fantastic. It's gone really well. So talk about its popularity and longevity. You know you've been in this racket long enough. Things don't usually last that long. So why, why has it? Well, I think the big component is, is the charity component. You know, that's the side of it. When we started doing this in 1999, uh, Harris Dvorkin and I in a parking lot of a bar down on McLeod Trail and and I said, you know, if, if you want to have success in this city, I mean, I know how oil and gas works and how people support things. And 
you need to have that charity component and we've had that from day one and you know we've raised over two and a half million dollars for charity over the 20 years which is good for you know it's a little bull riding in a parking lot which has turned into a big bull riding but yeah so it's good and we've yeah we've raised uh we will do over a quarter million again this year for uh for our charitable partners so it's uh it's been a been a great great event well, I think it's important to talk about who it was. Like last year, when I was introduced to this, it was Sheldon Kennedy and all his works. It was for abused kids, was it not? Yes. Yeah, yeah the Sheldon Kennedy Child Advocacy right. Center, which is now the Central Alberta and Luna Child Advocacy Center. Yeah, not shocking. That group would grow. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Because there's a yeah. lot of hurting people out there. Yeah. And then Special Olympics this year, and I love that you've brought the Olympians out. That's the highlight of the night to me. Well, it's the highlight of their life. Like, I mean, they were, that was yeah. cool. We said, wish some of the bull riders would do that. Them kids are all showing their muscles, and right. and one of them, uh, that Sheen kid, I know his dad really well. He's a Marty Sheen. He's an oil and gas executive here in Calgary, so, uh, and Marty's told me it's been a game changer for that kid. Like, he talks about it all the time, so it, uh, yeah, it's really cool having them. And, and then along, you know, on Wednesday night, uh, Canadian Mental Health Association, Calgary, CMHA. And, uh, you know, so we're huge supporters of them, you know, and they, you know, with the people remember the loss of Ty Pazabon and, you know, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of mental health issues that are going on out there. And so we're, we're big supporters of them as well. And so it's, uh, it's pretty cool. And then tonight, um, our, our charitable partners that we're going to support is the Sutena Youth, um, charity that uh, will raise some money for the Sutana Nation here, as well as Luna Youth. So, uh, yeah, it's good. Giving back to the community. Well, good for you. And uh, But the tickets, like this has been sold out for a long time. I, I kind of wondered why Gray Eagle wanted us broadcasting live, because I'm like, you're not going to sell <laughs> any more tickets. It's been great yeah. exposure, but, but Cody, like it's been sold out for a while. Right? Yeah, you know, the first three days sold out, Rod, and then uh, as of uh, yesterday morning, we sold completely sold out the Friday as well. So, uh, tonight, so there's, yeah, there's not a ticket left. It's, uh, people are ecstatic. It's, I mean, we've, we've been doing this a long time and I'm, you know, my wife and I, Rhonda, we, we started producing bull riding events in 1993. I mean, we've got as much experience in this as anybody. I mean, we should be able to put on good bull ridings. You know, we've done over 400 of them. We've done, you know, probably 75 dates in the saddle dome. I mean, we've done done a bull riding in the Reliance Center in Houston, 72,000 people, the biggest one-day bull riding in history. I mean, we've done some, a lot of events. So, uh, and then with our kids, my, my oldest daughter, Jordan, she's, uh, she's, a. uh, an associate with Roy Nat, so she's got the financial side of the thing and she handles the ticketing. And then our other daughter Reese is, uh, has her, um, has her, uh, and hospitality management, a degree in hospitality management. Wow. So, yeah, so they bring some great components to it, and Reese, she handles that whole event center, and, uh, you know, all 3,000 people that are at the event oh, each man, night go in there. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, so we got a good handle on things. We're, uh, we're doing things right, and uh, it, it looks like it's working. Well, and I, gotta, t- I told you this the other day, but my brother was competitive rodeo cowboy and the CCA, uh, steer wrestler, team roper, and then rode a bull once in manner to qualify for the all-around. <laughs> and his wife is a barrel racer. My niece is a barrel racer. We've been huge fans of you for a very long time. And I said to Brinson here yesterday, what's excited about bull riding is every ride is different, right? And everyone's exciting. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. No two are alike. I no, mean, they're, yeah. they're always different. And that's what's really cool. You know, we've, from day one, I've always said, if I'm going to do this, I'm a world champion, man. And I, I, 
I'm, I'm used to being around the good, big, good stuff, and I love seeing great bull riding, and I love having the best guys there, and we've always done that. We've prided ourselves on having the best bull riders and the mm-hmm. best bulls, and and we go over and above. We spend a lot of extra money on the sound system. We beef it up. We have a bunch of pyrotechnics going off, and we have these big screens going. It's an instant replay, and uh, yeah, it's really cool. We're adding every component that you need for a big-time sporting event. It's a lot different from when you were riding bulls. <laughs> yeah. Right. Things have changed a little. Yeah. You know, and the other thing, i got to be honest with you, um, pretty much lifetime Saskatchewan guy, but got our show out here. We're doing it from Florida, and just the way this community's been to me has been unbelievable. Um, it's been nice, but there's always going to be that Saskatchewan Alberta thing, I think. As I said to you the other day, I think all the best bull riders are from Saskatchewan. And you were like, ah, a few. Yeah. There's well, a lot, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There is. You know, Dakota Butters, a couple times Canadian yeah. champion. This Blake Smith, this kid from Abbey, Saskatchewan, is the leader in Canada right now. I mean, Aaron Roy has been a, a Canadian champ many times. There's a pile of guys coming from Saskatchewan. You know what? They're good, tough farm ranch kids i mean and that's what it takes bull riding's hard it's tough you know and so i tell you it's it's like like business and bull riding's the same man it it it, it's tough get used to it this this is not an easy sport i don't care where you come from well uh it's funny because my brother was asking you me how you were doing the other day and he goes you had to go from his term cocky bull rider to a businessman yeah right he like you you do it is different that way Right, like you got to shake a lot of hands and get along. You're not shaking a bull's hand out there. No, you know it, it's it's just it's business, and you 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 learn how to you learn how to handle things. And we've uh, you know last night we're we're in the event center till one o'clock in the morning talking to everybody yeah. in their cabanas, and you know we have 17 corporate cabanas that are corporately branded in there each night, and um, you know people spend a lot of money for corporate entertainment, and and we're giving them a great platform and a great product here uh, for for them to expose th- their businesses. So it. It's good. We got a lot of really cool things going on here. We could uh, go really deep in this interview. Like I remember when the bull riders were splitting off from rodeo. Remember when that happened? Yeah, was I was not part of it. right. <laughs> yeah, was not I a was real there. popular. Yeah. Talk about yeah, that for the well, viewers that don't know. Yeah, that's when the PBR started in the early '90s. You know, and bull riding. There's a reason that bull riding is the last event at the rodeo because everybody or a lot of people would get up and leave. I mean, they love bull riding. It's always been there, and it's it's the only really standalone event in rodeo and and really in rodeo you've actually got five or six or seven or eight different sports in one i mean you know steer wrestling your brother so that's that's an event and a sport of its own i mean they you know saddle bronc and bareback and all that but bull riding is is and we proved it you know so when we broke off and started the pbr and the 20 guys threw a thousand bucks in and then you know cashed out for four and four and a half million bucks a piece um, you know, it, it showed the growth and, and, and the opportunities there for bull riding. And, uh, and it just continues to grow like here, you know, and, and you don't need a big area to buck bulls. That's mm-hmm. the cool. We can, you know, you can really buck and buck bulls right in the event center if you want it. I mean, it's, but it, th- this setup in this parking lot of the Gray Eagle event center here on the Sutena nation is just, we've got a great thing going here. I mean, we move all this dirt in here. Um, you know, 52 bleachers. We got over 3,000 people here every night, and it's uh, it's a hair straight back, wild, crazy time. And you know, like with Brinson James, that's a new component that we brought in this year, a kid out of Florida, and he's doing a phenomenal job for us. So it's it's going really well. Well, uh, I got a lot of questions flooding my mind. The second I saw Brinson on Tuesday night, my jaw was on the ground because I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Right. When did he come on your radar to, that you wanted him? 
Well, I've seen him perform. You know, he's been up here in Canada. I actually know his dad pretty good. His dad is a is a rodeo clown in the U.S. So, Brinson is the same as like I grew up around the rodeo and bull riding business, and he's the same. Like he he gets it. It's not a bunch of made up clown acty stuff. He's yeah. an entertainer, and he understands what people and what the crowd wants. And and the cool thing with that is is I think what some of us who've been around this and grew up around it and around it enough is is we've got better knowledge and I think we understand the crowd and we understand the people and I think we get a, a better perspective and understanding on what the, what the people want to see and what they want to hear. And, you know, like Brinson, like each night it, it's, it's been tough because these people have been coming here for 20, 22 years, the same people have been buying tickets. Everybody was shocked, I think. Yeah, they, they come back and, you know, and Brinson threw his best stuff at them and they're sitting there and they're not, they're not doing anything. They're like, what the, yeah, what the hell is this? I mean, where'd this guy, I've never seen this guy. I've been coming here for 20 years. Where'd he come from? So <laughs> it took him a little bit, but once he got him, he had him, and they are just going crazy over there. You know, they're standing and going nuts and they're all dancing in the seats and, and slinging beers and it's just having a blast. It's the best. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and one of our viewers asked when Brinson was on yesterday, I think you saw him when he was on, the viewer said, what do you wear for protective equipment? He goes, just my sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. He's tough. Yeah. Right? And he yeah, said he's absolutely. never really been hooked or anything like that. Well, he's just, you know, he's not a, he's not a bullfighter. You know, that's the difference. He's the, he's the in-arena entertainer, and he's not a, really a rodeo clown. I mean, he, he doesn't do a bunch of acts and stuff. He just, he, he, just he, he gets people having fun. He makes it, and that's the biggest word is fun. I mean, we're the party of the year in Calgary. I mean, you, like you said at the start of this, we're, kind of the unofficial kickoff to the stampede and we've been that way for 20 years and people are having a good time you come out here you have some pops and you 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 support some charity and you see great great bull riding you know we got the reigning pbr world champion dalen swearingen here uh cody coverchuk canadian champion a couple of times uh aaron roy um dakota butter we talked about Keyshawn whitehorse was here um we got the best of the best you know and and uh and Brinson's, Brinson's the best of the best too. He's, yeah. he's really good. I mean, he's in his element. And when he's in that arena, that's his house, man. He's, he knows what he's doing and he knows how to make people have fun. He said he's anxious all day until he gets into the arena. And then that's his place, which would be the same as for you. And it's like me on the air, which is my last question. I met my dad was a cattleman, hockey guy too. My brother's a cowboy. I went the hockey football route. So you tell me. Will these bull riders be in the stampede? I know Brinson's going to be in the stampede, but will these bull riders be in the stampede? Yeah, a few of them are. Um, so Jared Parsonage, who was riding here, he's riding in the stampede today. Uh, Jordan Hansen, Canadian champion, he won the stampede last year. He's riding in the stampede again. And uh, I think Cody Coverchuk, there's a few of the guys that are going to be riding over there. And then s- several of them are coming back here to ride here tonight. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. There's a lot, a lot of money on the line. We got 80,000 added prize money with everything in there. It's right under 100 grand. I mean, that's. That's big prize money in the bull riding rodeo business. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are going to walk out of here. Some of these guys, you know, twenty five, thirty thousand dollars. So, and you know, when you you take a kid like that, Ashton Solly, he come right out of his shell here. Like I've seen that kid for a couple of years, rode pretty good, did well, and then he showed up here and he's won a pile all three nights. He's been a champ two nights ago and and won a bunch of money in each go around. The kids riding good, so it it it's really exciting to have these good young bull riders here performing. It's amazing, and I'm just so. Proud to be part of it. Thanks for having us. Well, Cody. thank you. I appreciate everything you did yeah, for us. Absolutely. We'll see you tonight. Yep. Sounds good. Thanks, Rod. Cody Snyder from Cody Snyder's Bull Buster. We'll be right back with the sports update, and we'll get into the CFL and draft stuff as well. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. 
Have you subscribed to The Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. All right, we are back. We are back right from the eye of the hurricane there. That's what's going. As Cody Snyder just said, Calgary Stampede is underway. I'm uh, a little disappointed that I will. The, the Stampede Parade is going on as we speak, so I'm not going to be seeing my Kevin Costner. <clears throat> and for those viewers that know me, um, you'll know that when people say, well, you can go to this nightclub and see him Friday night, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. All right, ball for all the rest of the way. Uh, the guys will have to tell me. I guess we might get into hour two before we find out if we actually maintain contact with Justin Dunk. What's the word on that, Clark? Do we think we're going to get him or or do we know? He's a go? Yeah. Yes, please do. So, <clears throat> okay, before I get into the sports update here for Edo Japan, um, Mandy writes in, she says, just tuning in now from Edmonton, I, ex- I accept injuries as a loss when it happens to key players. That's fair. Um, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to this question. Our poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center today is this. Do you accept injuries as an excuse? I'm just not sure there's a right or wrong answer. And I've been around this business 30 plus years uh, of sports. Reason being... I had a guy call me from an NHL team that fired their coach and hired a new one. And he said, uh, what do you think of the coach hire? And I said, well, do you accept injuries as an excuse for missing the playoffs or losing games? He's like, no. Most inside sports don't. The thinking being that, hey, you got to have, <laughs> as they say, next man up. And the reason I got thinking about this was the article at rodpeterson.com running right now written by jeff de decker it's the second highest uh, story on rodpeterson.com right now the riders are talking about next man up for tonight's home game against the ottawa red blacks and it's the banged up rough riders tonight last night the edmonton elks were going through quarterbacks they used three of them uh trey ford got hurt nick arbuckle came in and was taken out i don't even know the third guy's name Maybe the viewers can help me, but they weren't the reason. I, I heard Chris Jones on the postgame show, and I'm telling you, here's my life now. I left the game at halftime in Edmonton because of the rain. I had to drop the moose off in Sherwood Park. And then, <laughs> like that old George Strait song, I had the pedal to the metal trying to outrun the rain because you could see the storm. So I'm just hammering her down Highway 2, and I got a choice here between 6.30 Chad Edmonton Radio and QR77 Stampeders Radio, and I actually went back and forth between the two, but then I'm like, I want to hear Chris Jones and what he has to say after the game. <laughs> I just love the guy. I know a lot of people don't, but whatever. A lot of people don't love me. and Because uh, they just got their ass kicked 49-6. to six. Jones was unbelievably even-tempered, and and I think he meant it. Like, you know, he said, he goes, I'm going to take nothing away from Calgary. Great team, well-coached team. It was the announcers for the Elks saying that they are a veteran team. And that's all true. Edmonton, young team. Uh, Jones thought the missed field goal by Sergio Castillo in the first quarter 
shattered them as a team, and that was the turning point. A missed field goal in the first quarter. That's what Jones pointed to as when his team unraveled. And I'm like, wow, that's a fragile team. But then that's also a young team. You got Trey Ford at quarterback, a rookie Canadian versus Bo Levi on the other side of the field. Still 49 to 6, and uh, <laughs> list off all the excuses you want as to why they lost. Sorry, this is in the way. This is the first day that we unveiled the two shot. How do you like it? First day. Because we're going to be doing it more. I think it looked real good. Um, Nelson Hackowitz, our VP of Sim Events, says sometimes fresh blood and fresh eyes create more energy or forces other players to step up their own game. Um, are we talking about, I'm sorry, I'm, miss, I'm missing out on you guys' conversation in the chat. Are you talking about the Alouettes firing their coach and replacing him with the GM, or are we talking about new blood in the locker room? I'm sorry, I missed out. Roger in Calgary says, Rod, I am so glad you will be experiencing all of Stampede. I am sure you will love it and will be back every year for it. Um, That is absolutely my plan. You've been watching this show, everybody, uh, for a while. And Alberta, specifically Calgary, has taken me in. And I really appreciate it. Christine, my cousin in Medicine Hat, says, uh, Milt Stiegel, no, where is she? She says, are the Bulls mostly from Alberta? I asked Cody, and he said, yes, they are. All over Alberta, but they are Alberta-raised Bulls. For a beef, some might say. How about um, that? Yeah, buddy. Stephen, watching in North Dakota, writes in, and he says, are CFL coach contracts required to be paid for the whole term, even if fired? As a matter of fact, they are. And football's pretty good about that. I will be honest with you, because I have a lot of people, friends in hockey, that have been fired. And while they're guaranteed in hockey, the owners, more so in hockey, try and screw them out of their money they're owed. It's the way it is. Football, I've never really heard of a guy having a tough time that's been fired getting paid out. Now, if you go on to take a job somewhere else, it gets cut to, last I knew, about 80% of what you're owed if you get a job somewhere else. Some guys just want to sit and get paid. I know guys that have been fired with four years left on their contract. Not going to name names. Sat back and collected the money, wouldn't you? Reminds me, well, when I got fired from my last job, my phone blew up, and I had one guy who was a former CFL GM. He's like, hey, 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 you may be upset now. You're going to like this. And thought about it for a while, and I'm like, yes, I do. Sports update. The Western Hockey League is proud to announce six WHL players were selected in the first round of the 2022 NHL draft held Thursday night at the Bell Center. Seattle Thunderbirds defenseman Kevin Korchinski was the top player selected from the dub, chosen seventh overall by the Chicago Blackhawks. Winnipeg guys forward Matthew Savoy was the top WHL forward selected in the draft, taken ninth overall by Buffalo. The ice celebrated multiple selections in the first round for the first time in NHL draft history after Connor Geeky heard his name taken 11th overall by the Arizona Coyotes, continuing with the Manitoba flavor. Dominion City Manitoba's Denton Matejchuk of the Moose Jaw Warriors went 12th overall to Columbus. Swift Current defenseman Owen Pickering from St. Adolph, Manitoba, was the fifth WHL player taken. He went 21st to the Pittsburgh Penguins. 
Seattle forward Reed Schaefer was selected 32nd overall by the Edmonton Oilers, the hometown product of Spruce Grove, Alberta, enjoyed a breakout campaign last season, 58 points in 66 games. I'm listening to the rainout on Edmonton Radio last night on 6.30, Chad, driving back here, and it's like, well, we're in a weather delay at the Elks game. Let's talk about the Oilers' first-round pick, Reed Schaefer. Blah, 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 blah. I like that they went with the local kid. And I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. It's dawned on me the other day, that inner voice I keep telling you about. Never wrong. And a few years ago when I looked at the Winnipeg Jets, when I got out of the CFL and really delved headfirst into hockey, I'm looking at the Jets roster going, I'm sorry to say, but there's way too many Americans and Europeans on this team. Need a lot more Western Canadian kids. And you see that that's what they did in round one with Lambert yesterday. I said Western Canadian kids because Shifley is clearly, or seems to be a problem. He's from the East. The first class of Las Vegas Desert Dogs players has officially been selected by head coach and general manager Sean Williams in the NLL's 2022 expansion draft. So this is the team going into Las Vegas. They have their expansion draft. And uh, their general manager, Sean Williams, Las Vegas Desert Dogs. You're going to want to go. They play in MGM's Michelob Arena. He said uh, Williams had the opportunity to select one player from each of the league's other 14 teams' unprotected rosters. Desert Dogs selected one player from each of the 14 teams in the league. And just so you know, with their 12th pick, they took Jeff Cornwall from the Saskatchewan Rush. He's the guy... That scored the, with 12 seconds left. I was there. Sastel Center. 12 seconds left. He scores the winner in a breakaway. They win the championship. I was with Not Chris bad. Jones. I was standing beside him. He turned to me and goes, how do you top that? <laughs> Winning a championship with 12 seconds to go. Cornwell on a breakaway. Chris Jones says that. How do you top that? The Scarborough shooting stars of the Canadian Elite Basketball League held off the Guelph Nighthawks to avenge their loss in the season opener, 94-89. Scarborough over Guelph at the Toronto Pan Am Sports Centre Thursday night. And the Hamilton Honey Badgers, the first team to clinch a playoff spot in the CEBL this year. They won in Montreal last night, 79-72 over the Alliance. This sports update for Edo Japan with more than 160 restaurants nationwide Edo Japan is proud to be Canadian-owned and operated for more than 40 years. We'll be back with Viewer Takeover. Justin Dunk and Tori Gurley next hour. We're live from Cody Snyder's Bull Bustin at the Great Eagle Resort and Casino on YouTube Live today, normally on Game Plus TV and 24-hour streaming radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Yeah, Calgary Stampede underway in the uh, parade rolling as we speak with 2022 Parade Marshal Kevin Costner. How about that? Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. It's just me today in this chair in this segment, which it always is, for Taco Time Viewer Takeover. We're not on Game Plus Television today due to an outage, I'm told, across Ontario through Rogers Communications. And it is limiting, or actually not limiting, it is snuffing out 
our ability to have Justin Dunk on in hour two. So I think we're going to bring the Moose back on from Edmonton. We're going to have Tori Gurley joining us in hour two to talk about the Cleveland Browns trading Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers. So (laughs) it's live broadcasting and flying by the seat of our pants. There's no other way to live life. I'm ringing the bell here because there's breaking news coming out of Edmonton via Montreal. The NHL draft, Duncan Keith, set to announce his retirement. Uh, So last night, press box at the Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, I'm sitting with the media guys there. Uh, One of my first ever roommates, Kevin Carius. A lot of you viewers will know him from Global Television. I'm sitting with him, and we went through all the Oilers roster. We went through all the... (laughs) Sometimes I wonder, I'm like, if the media knows everything, which I believe he does, uh, Kevin specifically, he's been around a long time, I don't know why they don't necessarily report what they know. Okay? Okay. But he said Duncan Keith had another year left at 5 mil, and uh, this just came down my notification from TSN, so that's something that we're all going to be following for the next 24 hours. How much were the Edmonton Oilers counting on Duncan Keith next year on their blue line? And does that change what they do in the draft today? And uh, you want to, like, it wasn't just Kevin I was talking to, and any of the media that was there, you'll because I don't want to think that he's told me all this stuff. It's not all coming from him. But there's a faction uh, that thinks if Mike Smith comes back as goalie next year and Stewart for the orders and Stewart Skinny as Skinner, Skinny, Skinny Skinner as the backup, a lot of people would be okay with that. You know, as we said earlier, um, Billy Hiso traded from St. Louis to Detroit, the pending free agent. Then he signed a three year deal. Billy Hiso off the board as a free agent. He's gone to Detroit. Marc-Andre Fleury assigned a two-year extension in Minnesota, so the report that he was going to Vegas was bunk. There's a lot of bunk out there. And then there's a lot of things that people know that they don't report. So, so I'm not specifically talking about Carrius here, but no, it was not Ken Holland's decision nor his desire to fire Dave Tippett last year, the head coach of the Orders. Holly didn't want to do it. He's never fired a coach before. But guess what? He did it, and they end up in the Final Four. So, Regarding injuries in our poll question today, our poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, do you accept injuries as an excuse? Moose said yes. I said no. And that... The results are like right down the middle, 50-50. It kind of depends on what your definition is. Jeff the Stamps fan writes in a litany of comments, and I am I love them all. He says, is there a bigger issue for the poor drainage on their new-ish turf? It's not that new. Last night they were talking about, we need new turf. So it's been around, I want to say, about 10 years. He says, I'm beginning to question Victor Quee's claims on their season ticket numbers. Oh, 30 seconds, that's it. Okay. There's more. We'll carry it over into next hour. Jeff says, in 2019, an unknown Nick Arbuckle came off the bench for the injured Bo Levi threw two fourth-quarter touchdowns to get the win. No excuses. I I watched it. I wasn't there, but it was against BC. I saw it. I guess the Moose next hour, we'll figure it out. And Tori Gurley, stick around after this break. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.